Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin. Glad that you're listening in from wherever you may be, literally around the world. We're happy that you're that you're tuning in. It's kind of nice to know that we've got people all over the place that have been sharing the podcast, talking about the podcast, um, spreading it to their family and friends. Uh, you don't know how many people you could bless just by clicking share on one of our links. And so we appreciate you very much. We actually crossed... 11,000 plays uh, not too long ago, and that is you teaming up with God and making this happen. So thank you so much for that. We're in the middle of a series uh, right now. Hello, my name is. It's a fantastic series where we're kind of reintroducing Jesus in a couple of different ways and finding out the names of Jesus and what he is in our life. Sometimes we complicate this image of God when he's really clear in the Bible as to what he is. Anyway, I'm not alone in studio. I'm going to get to him in just a second, our wonderful guest. Um, but we're going to be back consistent with our episodes. We had some kind of trips that both me and Michael took. Our editor just got married, got back from his honeymoon. Congratulations, Shane, again. And so we're back on track. We're all back, ready to push through the summer as, uh, as the summer ends and school gets rolling. So without further ado, the man sitting across from me, we've been hanging out actually recently a little bit. Yeah, a lot. Due to the, uh, due to the radio station that we both work at here at The Journey at a Railroaders game, had a blast with that, although they lost, but it was okay. It was more about the experience than anything else. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we'll get to our very famous, very gut-wrenching uh, question that we ask all of our guests every single episode. So, go for it, brother. Introduce yourself. Well, everyone, my name is Isaac, and it's good for Kelvin to invite me back into this studio, and it's good to see Elevate Retake being continuous again, because I miss it, and I miss being in the studio, because... We get to share the word of God, and we get to share it with you. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic little space that um, in a few months here will be coming up on a year of having this space, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. We'll confirm, but it's going to be really nice um, to be able to celebrate that. God's been working behind the scenes big time with this podcast, with the church, uh, with Elevate. Continue to support the ministry in any way you can. It doesn't have to be financial. I, I always say support, and people think, oh, I don't want to give money, and no, 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 that's fine. You can support in many other ways helping out. We're happy that you're here. There's always room for one more, like Pastor Michael so eloquently says every single Sabbath. Okay, brother, question. Answer. The, 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 the question that terrifies all of our guests. Currently, as of today, Isaac, what would you say makes you who you are? What makes me who I am is what God made me to be, because... If it wasn't for what God has done for me, I wouldn't be sitting in this studio right now. I wouldn't be a communication major. I wouldn't be a DJ at a radio station. And I wouldn't be attending Southwestern if it wasn't for the help of God. Mm. So your current life experience is what's currently making you who you are. Yes, sir. Wow. That's about as simple and as quick of a response and a well-thought response that I think I've ever gotten to that question. <laughs> Everybody freaks out uh, with that. And sometimes... It's just as simple as wherever God has taken me from here to here is what make me who I am. Hello, my name is is the, is the series that we're in, and we're talking about this time the vine. Um, always an interesting analogy. I think it's always cool that Jesus always, when he was preaching, he really had no choice. He didn't have the luxuries that me and you have of having an iPhone or a laptop where he could just look up analogies to talk about. But whenever he was just chilling on the mountain or wherever on a hilltop as he's preaching to thousands of people, he had to preach about 
whatever was in front of him. And he was just looking around and you could see vineyards all over the place in Israel. And he talked about how he is the vine and we're all connected to him. I think Paul talks about it also. But Pastor Michael asked an interesting question at the very beginning that uh, that I think is really cool. I just want to get your thoughts in one word and tell me why. But in one word, what would sum up following Jesus to you? Commitment is because... For me, I go by that as well. If if I don't have commitment in something else, how could I have commitment towards God? If I'm not com- fully committed to something, like if you're not fully committed to go to church and you're not fully committed to praying to God, you need to have that commitment, encouragement to be able to follow through with what you're needing to do. Because if you're not committed to what you need to do, then how do you know if you're doing the right thing? So you would say the commitments that we have in our daily life um, help make that commitment in our walk with with Jesus. I would say if I had to sum up following Jesus in one word, it would be, I think that's two words. Can I hyphen? Go will ahead. You, will you allow me a I hyphen? I will allow you a hyphen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the word has a hyphen, but I'm going to make it have a hyphen. I would say daily struggle um, because my grandpa would always tell me, he would say, son, if, you're, if your walk with Jesus is a piece of cake every day, you have a problem. I was like 10 years old, 11 years old when he told me that. Well, that doesn't make any sense. My walk with Jesus should be a piece of cake. My 10-year-old brain only comprehends really great and really good. And he said, you know, if you're not having any struggles, if you're not having any problems, if you don't feel like the devil's attacking you, then what's wrong? That means he's not worried about you. And my daily walk with Jesus is a daily struggle, but it's one that I love because uh, I get to learn a lot mm-hmm. from from Him, right? And it's every um, I don't remember what Bible verse it is, but you can every you can whether it's a small step or mm-hmm. if it's a big step, it'll always matter because God will be there for you whenever you take that step, no matter what step it is. Yeah. It could be a very, very bitty baby step because you're trying to take your time to it, or some, or sometimes it's a giant leap through the through whatever you're going through. And all that matters requires is commitment and have trust in yourself. Mm. Commitment and trust are the two main things that I think sometimes people lack in. Because if you don't have trust in something, how can we have trust in each other and with God, who we cannot see, but we can see others if we don't have trust in them. Right. Like I like I can't have a full commitment with you and whatever. You know, if we're going to go to a baseball game, but I don't trust you to begin with, how am I going to be sure you're even going to show up? You know? And so like in our friendship there has to be a level of trust in order to commit to anything and the same goes to Jesus like you just said. I like that. Um our our daily walk with with God has to be something that literally is is daily and every day brand new. Michael touched on an interesting topic that I kind of want to jump on here, maybe for the rest of the episode here, which is something that I've been thinking about recently. More, do, do you feel like, and, and answer this, I guess, however you want, I kind of have an idea as to where I lean. Um, but sometimes I think of Mary and Martha, one working in the kitchen and the other one sitting at Jesus' feet. And the older sister comes out and says, Jesus, yo, can you tell my little sister to come help me in the kitchen? I'm the only one slaving out here. And Jesus says, look, it's great that you're doing that, but she's where she needs to be, right? 
Do you feel like you are more service based when it comes to your relationship with Jesus? Like I, I love doing stuff for the church and being involved, or do you feel like you're maybe more devotion based where, you know, you leave that to somebody else. I want to be next to Jesus. It's kind of both for me because I like one thing um, that Pastor Michael had said was when was the last time that you took time to just stop for a second and just relax and collect yourself? Mm. That is what's been on my mind all week since Sabbath because for me, it's been a very long time since I've taken a break for a second and just stopped and talked to God because Mm. if you don't stop and talk to God, how do you know if he's going to be there for you? How do you know if it's going to be able to be something that you can complete on your own? And that's the one thing with Mary and Martha, how, how like what you were just saying, it's like whatever you feel like that you need to do to make sure that you still take time to stop and rethink and collect yourself. And that's why for me, it's more going to church and doing what I love is what keeps me uplifted. Because if I don't, if I'm not doing something that I don't like, I won't do it. Plain, right. Point blank. I won't yeah. do it. But if it's something that I love doing, going to church, helping other people out, that's what I'm going to do. But if it's not something that I don't want to do, I'm not going to waste my time doing it unless it's unless God is saying, hey, Isaac, you have to do this. Or, yeah. hey, Kelvin, you need to do this because I trust that you are going to follow in my footsteps and go down that right pathway. How have you been able to, because I know you're very active in your church, how have you been able to balance work life in the church and also, okay, well, just because, you know, I worked today at church or I did something this weekend, well, that's good. That was my devotion for the rest of the week. Like, I did everything I need to do for Jesus, and I'll be back next week. How do you kind of find that balance in your life from working to actually having a relationship for Jesus, with Jesus? I I just try to balance it out as much as I can. For me, if I feel like I'm doing something that's harder than I need to think on, I stop and think for a second. I'm thinking, what would God want me to do? How can I do this with the help of God? Because that's what it, that's what the key conclusion is, the help and power of God. Mm-hmm. It like how you were saying like I'm I'm busy with my church. I work a lot. I find time whenever I get off of work, I'm always doing something else because I keep myself busy to make sure that I am still following what God footsteps of what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. We're uh I would say we're both pretty busy. Yeah, very, in, very. In, in our churches, let's not even yeah. take into account like jobs outside of what we do for our church. Um, but between this podcast and leadership and events and stuff I've got going on, and you with your church, do is there a uh, is there a line that we're that we maybe shouldn't cross, where we work, and that's what we think our relationship with God should be? Because I'm doing a bunch of stuff then my relationship is good. Is there an extreme to that? I think there's a certain point because it sometimes there's a point where I just stop and I'm like, okay, I need to stop for a second. I need to think, is this something that I want to continue with? Is this something that I want to come back to later on? If I need to talk to God about something, I'll talk to God about something. Because if it's something that I'm getting frustrated at 
anxious, uh, frustrated, yelling at myself, like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? I stop and ask God, I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? And I come back and I figured it all out. It's all just taking a few seconds of your time, even a couple minutes, stopping and talking to God to see and listen to what he wants you to do. And then 95% of the time, you're going to be able to complete of what you wanted to do. Yeah. And that's the miracle and works of God. Yeah. Because sometimes you may feel like God's not there for you and helping you out. That's a lie. He's always there for you. Because if, for me, if he was not leading me towards Southwestern, I wouldn't have gone to Southwestern. But point conclusions of the communication department, the small community being closer and a small town and it's close to me. God was drawing me closer to Keene so where I can stay home and do what I need to do with my church to make sure everything is okay with there. And I'm pretty sure you can relate to that too with your church where you go and helping out here as well. Yeah. There's a, there's a balance that we all need to have because I think a lot of us sometimes can get caught up in the idea that if I'm working in the church and I'm doing the podcast and I'm doing all these events, then that substitutes my relationship with Jesus. And I love how with the message, it just kind of, you know, Michael made sure and, and told us that, like, look, you're, you're working with Jesus is great. You're working for Jesus is great. But there has to be a daily devotional, like, relationship, like a daily talk with God, you know what I'm saying? A, a daily yeah. uh, reassuring with him. Um, when Jesus begins talking about the vine, I just I like to know how people kind of feel, um, because I think sometimes we read the Bible just to read it, and we fly through verses where mm -hmm. maybe there's something there that we can feel. To you, Isaac, how how reassuring is it that Jesus claims to be and is like the only vine, the only source of what we need? When you think about that in your personal life, what do you think of? Well, vines aren't vines are long. Mm -hmm. vines vines get tangled and stuff and that's how i vine if i see vines i'd be like okay there's a lot of vines here Maybe there's a lot of stuff that you have to go through to be able to you don't you don't just i think of a vine as a string of your life because if you do a, if you're like a vine and you have way too many long vines you can't just cut all those off sure you've got to be able to complete everything one by one and if you get stuck on a vine it'll kind of help you out. God will help you out with making sure that vine has no strength on like has no tension on it. Because if a vine has tension on it, that means you need to help with something, that God will help you with it. Because if you have vines that are loose, it's okay because God will help you with that and help you make sure that vine grows sturdier and that you're able to, once you're ready to let go of that one vine, you will have God with you by your side. Mm -hmm. And that's, and vine, if I'm not, I'm probably thinking of something. Sometimes vine, vines have pointy points on them. And uh, you get points, like sharp points. If you get stuck on one of those, find a way to get off of it. Because that's one spot that God is telling you, all right, you're at this one point spot on the vine and you need to get off of that because you don't want that to turn into a bad habit. Jesus talking about himself says, look, I'm the vine and you guys are all the branches. 
Um, and I love that he says that because our our nutrients. Let's say let's just make it a little simple. Let's just go to a tree. <laughs> Jesus is a tree. We're the branches. Um, the branches don't get nutrients from anywhere else. It all comes from the trunk of that tree. And I think it's so reassuring to know that Jesus is all of our all of our needs. He can supply them himself. We can try to get um, some type of nutrients and rain from the sky, but if we're connected to him, the Bible says, I think it's in Psalms, you know, uh, David pictures our relationship with God as a tree planted by water, right? Living water. And if a tree is planted by a stream, it does never ever need rain because it's planted right by the water. And I think of Jesus when I think of him saying, look, I'm the vine and you guys are the branches. I think of him being our sole provider, our sole take, our sole caretaker. Like there's nothing that we're going to ever need because he provides it all. Um, do you think that we, how do I phrase this question? Do you think that we complicate um, trying to be with Jesus with things we have to do in or out of the church? Does that question make any sense? Not really, yes or no? Eh, Let me rephrase. Yeah. Let me rephrase. (laughs) Because I write these questions down sometimes, and I'm like, oh, man, Kelvin, that is is like a killer question. And then I read them, and I'm like, wait a minute. Does that make any (laughs) sense to anybody else in the room? Um, Do you think we complicate our relationship with Jesus, and why do we do so? I think sometimes we do, because sometimes, like I was saying earlier, I feel like we don't go to God enough with our problems. I feel like we always try to, like with the branch and the trees, I feel like we all, we just try to stay on that branch by ourselves and not allow God to help us out. I feel like we need to invite God more into our hearts and not just go at it alone. Because a few podcasts ago that we, I was on, I was saying like, you go to your mom, dad, boyfriend, girlfriend, or any of your family members, talk to them about it. Because you're not alone on the road by yourself. You have God's help and you have everybody's help with you. Because if you go down the road by yourself, you may run into more problems that you don't even realize. Mm. And without the help, God will help you realize that and he will be there for you. And that's why I feel like sometimes people underestimate God's power and strength of what he can do for us. Mm. So you're saying one of the ways that we maybe complicate our relationship with Jesus is maybe we don't realize that like he's there yeah like all the time mm-hmm. we just gotta go to we just have to go to him i like that you brought up the point about the people in our lives because i think we underestimate the power of community yeah and when we don't reach out to people or we don't reach out to someone we we sometimes think that yes it's always fantastic to reach out to god but i think we can both agree god has worked through people in our life yes um he has brought people in our life when we need of them. He's brought people to counsel us when we need. And that's something that I sometimes, like you just said, kind of gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. Kind of gets overlooked. Um, I think it's very easy to complicate this really complex being that we call God. And that's why I love this series. I love the series Because too. it just really simplifies like who Jesus is. And it's him saying it himself. There's no like... 
There's no like other source claiming this is what Jesus is. He's like, look, and I th- it went great with this series that we finished over, a, you know, for the past year. We did Righteousness by Heart. We found out God wanted to change our hearts. And then we did Hope Has a Name, where God wants to change our mind. It's like, okay, that's great. He wants to do all these things, but who is this God? And we're in this series, and we're learning exactly who Jesus is. And we're reintroducing Jesus to not only maybe a believer that's been in the church for a long time, um, or a person that just met Jesus, I think it's so important to to, to reintroduce ourselves or reintroduce Jesus to ourselves every single day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, does being connected with Jesus, let's go back to maybe my Mary and Martha analogy, if it makes any sense. Mary's at the feet of Jesus. Martha's over there in the kitchen cooking for everybody. She's mad that her sister won't go help her. So she comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, I've made like eight pots of rice and beans here for everybody. And Mary, my sister, who's supposed to be helping me, just chilling there talking to you. Being super connected and having that relationship that Jesus wants with us. Does it mean that I can't be involved in serving in my church, that I have to just be on my knees every day with my hands, you know, put together, my eyes up to heaven, eyes closed? Does I, Do I have to have a relationship like that, or can I still have that devotion and still work for Jesus? You can still have that devotion because it's not like God is telling you, you have to strictly do this. You write your own story, and God will be there to guide you with what your story is going to be. Yes, there's going to be some bumpy roads in it, but like with Mary and Martha, how they wanted to, they should help each other out. But Mary was focusing on one thing, and Martha was focusing on the other. We need to have a clear mindset of what we need to focus on and being able to be devote, devoted to that, committed, and knowing that you have trust and that God will be there for you. And you can you can still get on your knees and pray for God. You can still bow your head anywhere that you're at just to know that God is with you. And to be like, yes, God is there. He will be there for you always. And you can have that devotional. He, God is not saying, oh, you have to just strictly do this. Mm. You have You can be there for yourself and you can do what you need to do to make sure that you are okay. Right, because I think there's people that, uh, you know, for, for, for me, I would say I'm, I'm a little more maybe, and, I, and I'm working on it, I guess, but I get fulfillment in my relationship with Jesus when I work for him. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I need to be careful because working for him, I don't want it to replace, like, the relationship that I have with him. Yeah. Um, because I can come to church every Saturday and every week and do the podcast and do a ton of stuff and not even have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and just make it look like that. That's one of the things that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a quote that says, and I just want to get your thoughts. Uh, just because you're with me doesn't mean that you're actually with me. That's a good quote. That's a very good quote. Just just because you're with me is because it's that is saying that you can be with God. Nobody's stopping you from being with God. You decide what you need to do. And just because you don't feel like you're with Jesus, you already are. 
even though you may not feel like you know God or want to trust God, everybody knows who God is. It's not just something that, like, you've never hear him. God is always going to be there for you. He will do miracles in your life that you wouldn't even think is possible because that is what God is doing for us. Even though you feel like you're not with him, you are. Even though you feel like you're in another world by yourself, God will still be in that world with you no matter what other world or what other mindset you're in because God will constantly follow you everywhere. It's interesting. I've never looked at it from that point of view. Um, I think it shows me that I can, I can be here. I can be in the church. I can be doing my thing, but not necessarily right where I need to be with him relationship wise. Yeah. Uh, that can be tough to handle. Uh, because, you know, we've kind of been talking about the same theme over and over of just where's the balance between my, my working Jesus life and my relationship Jesus life and putting both of those together at the same time. Uh, and I just want to give people a little bit of a of a glimpse of what that can look like. When you find that perfect balance between your works, right, your service mm-hmm. with Jesus, and your relationship with Jesus, this is what it can look like. There's a verse in Psalm chapter 37, by the way. If you have not read this psalm, stop the podcast, pause it, tell Google, tell Alexa to stop the podcast you're listening to. <laughs> And go read Psalm 37 and then come back. But Psalm 37, verse 23, verse 24, it says, The Lord directs the step of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. And though they stumble, like Isaac said, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them with his right hand. Two of my favorite, most powerful verses. And the only way that we can get to that is by having the perfect balance that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Jesus is the vi- excuse me, that Jesus is divine. He provides all of our needs. He is our caretaker, he is our provider for everything, and we are just merely a branch of his. And there's no need to get any outside um protection or nutrients. He provides he provides it all. We just have to be careful and make sure that we are not just here to work, but to actually have a full personal relationship with God. When you hear the words that God delights in every detail of your life, how does that make you feel? Amazing. Yeah. Because it's pretty cool, isn't it? Because God is in everybody's life from whenever they're born and throughout their whole entire life. Yeah. Even in the darkest times in my life, God was there for me. He never left my side. Even when you are in your darkest times, you feel like, oh, God hates me now. What have I done? No. He will always be there for you because God never leaves your side and he will never shame you down or cast any burdens upon you. Mm. He will be there for you whenever you need him the most because that is how awesome our God is. I like that. He's involved and wants to know about every detail of our life. That's pretty cool to think about. Yeah. That is pretty cool to think about. And I love how you said that even in the darkest times, you still found him in the details. 
I tell people all the time, talk to him about everything. And like, when I mean everything, I mean like everything. Like, God, I'm going to play golf tomorrow morning. And, you know, I'm teeing off at eight o'clock. I'd love to get done in four hours. Help me out because I got to get here. Like, that's just a stupid example. But like, (laughs) God cares about like the tiniest little details of our life. And we can talk to him like I would a friend or a best friend. And I think that's really cool. Isaac, last thoughts here as we end the episode. Let's say someone's listening and they're like, man, I really want that Jesus to be, I really want to be a good vine. I want to be a good branch coming off of Jesus. And I want it to be my provider. And I want to know who this Jesus is. If you had to give them just one baby step for them to take to strengthen their relationship with this Jesus, what would it be? Well, I'm going to add what you did at the very beginning, kind of put two words together, trust commitment. Hmm. Because if you you need to build your trust with God and you need to have commitment with him in your life because he knows what you're going to be doing. Hmm. He's been in every day before where you are right now. Say if it's a Monday, he's already been throughout your whole entire week. He knows what you're going to do because God is a powerful God and he will never leave your side. You heard it here first from Isaac himself. Trust that God knows exactly what he's doing in our life. Isaac, thanks so much for joining me for this episode. Thank you for having me. It was a great conversation. We'll have you back on again in the future as as the weeks roll on and we get different guests here in studio. Thank you so much to whoever you are, wherever you may be listening, literally around the world, which is amazing to think about. Again, because of you, we've reached over 11,000 plays, and we just ask that you maybe share this episode with a family member or a friend or someone that could be in need of just some uplifting and encouraging words. Make sure and go back and listen to our messages as well. Uh, Pastor Michael has been flying through this series, and we absolutely love it. You don't want to miss anything. Matter of fact, if you want to go back and listen to to an older episode, please feel free to do so. Maybe catch up. you got like six weeks to catch up on. So if you're at work or if you like working out and need a podcast, this is the one that uh, that we love for you to, to be able to check out. So I think that's all the things that I have to say. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Keep us there. If you want to be on the podcast, DM us on there. We'll, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep up to date. And as we get closer to school started, campus is filling up a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. There's some people back on campus. Anyway. Alrighty, that's enough for me. I'll stop blabbering along so Shane can edit all this out. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Elevate Retake. And remember, there's always room for one more.